Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. New, new, new information, please. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. A quick look at what's happening in entertainment. I'm going to need everything. Back, it's the Lori and Julia show. My talk 1071, everything entertainment on a productive Tuesday. I uh, want to mention again that uh, via Instagram, we're giving you an opportunity to uh, win tickets to Project Down and Dirty the Comedy Show. How do you go about that with your an Instagrammer? Well, you just go to the uh, My Talk Instagram page, you know, it's at My Talk 1071 on Instagram. Comment below with your favorite, uh, you know, host or show. Tag a friend that you would bring along with you to the comedy show, and then like the post. And we will randomly select winners who will receive tickets. And uh, the uh, that ends in just a couple of days on the 27th at 4 o'clock. So get well, that's going. A good, that's a good opportunity to get in on it. I like that. Okay. So yes, uh, we talked yesterday just, uh, just for a second about uh, Michael Kors buying Versace for $2.1 billion. They bought Jimmy Choo a couple years ago. The fashion world is losing their mind. Are they really? They're losing their mind. Is Versace to what? Well, people feel versus Versace is already an affordable subdivision of Versace. Michael Kors buying them out means nothing. Like Toyota owns Lexus, but at ES don't cost Camry money. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to follow that. Basically, basically, people are. He's too cheap. His brand is too cheap to be associated with Versace. Well, people want to know if they're awake. Hold on. What is going on? They're changing. Michael Kors will be called Capri Holdings because well, Michael course. Kors loves hanging out in Capri. And um, anyway, uh, so people are just losing their minds that well, that Versace is about to become Michael Kors because it's so whatever. Let's listen to the audio and see if right. you can make any sense. Fine. Of, of what is really happening here. Just days after Versace debuted its latest collection in Milan, rumors began swirling about a possible change happening behind the scenes of the iconic brand. This morning, American company Michael Kors confirming that they are buying Versace for $2.1 billion and changing its name to Capri Holdings. It marks the second luxury brand acquisition for Michael Kors in just over a year. The company, known for its handbags and more, trying to improve its image after a recent decline in sales. By Michael Kors acquiring Versace, this is one way the company can get back into the luxury lane. A move prompting many to worry what's down the road for Versace and the woman famously at the helm, fashion icon Donatella Versace. What do you miss most about Johnny? 
is love. Donatella took over the company he founded, carrying on his legacy as its creative director. Since then, she's led the way as the brand has become further ingrained into popular culture. The fascination with the Versace family perhaps fueling the outrage online from some critics who think the possible change in ownership will dilute the Versace brand. With tweets like, this is the end of Versace, I'm so disappointed, <laughs> and Johnny Versace didn't die for his brand to be bought by Michael Kors. But this morning, Kors announcing that Donatella will remain in the picture. I think this just opens up the market for people like us in the United States to be able to wear a brand like Versace. Now, in that statement out just this morning, Michael Kors says they intend to essentially double down on Versace with a bigger and more powerful marketing campaign and by increasing their global footprint by about 100 stores. Well, you know, the Versace family owns 80% of Versace still. Um, and so just 20% of it was was worth by, $2 billion? Yeah, and under the terms of the transi transition, Donatella and her brother Santo will continue to have roles in the company. She's and, the creative director. Yeah, and he is the chairman. So maybe they just want to get more, they think that they'll get more stores, they'll get their product out there more, yeah. they need an infusion of cash. Well, the fashion world was losing their mind. Well, and, and it's interesting because, um, you know, Coach bought... Who bought Coach? Um, some other brand is buying up a lot yeah. of brands. And it just reminds me, LVMH, you know, Louis Vuitton, um, Halston, whatever the other ones. Moe, Hennessy. Yeah, you know, and that is Selma Kai's um, husband. husband. You know, they made their way to be the big global brand by buying up big brands. Yeah. I mean, so I, but I think it's funny that people are so outraged that Michael Kors is too lowbrow to be a soda associated so do i with versace well i've never well, been able to afford a versace i've never no. bought one thing versace yeah and maybe now we can Lori. yeah i know maybe there's gonna be versace light like liz claiborne <laughs> well there already is that's what versus is yeah but, but i've never bought anything yeah yeah well by the way dolly parton speaking of fashion the yeah. gucci spring show you know the fashion shows are happening in milan yes. and gucci did their athleisure wear paying tribute to dolly parton I absolutely love Ooh. that. So there's sweatshirts with photos of jean her. jackets. Do you remember our guy oh, who made us it. the jean jacket? I we still, still have, have it. it. In a tribute to the most honored female country performer, Dolly Parton, a sleeveless denim jacket with her image on the back, a two-tone shirt, and leggings from the Gucci collection. It oh looks like gosh. 80s spray-painted sort of it stuff. It does. Anyway. It's such an 80s throwback. I mean... All the fashions right now. Um, and you know who's in the front row at Gucci in Milan? Faye Dunaway, Jared Leto, who is a yes, spokesperson. Is. Um, Jane Birkin serenaded the crowd with Baby Alone in Babylon during a runway interview. Whoever, who's Jane, Jane Birkin? Birkin? Jane Birkin, as in Jane Birkin and Sergio, whatever his name is, the French guy, the Birkin bag was oh, named after her. Oh, that's what I was thinking, Birkin yeah. I mean, oh but she's gosh. like a folk singer, oh, and she was married that. to Sergio, or oh my gosh. an older French guy, yes. and they made music, and they were sexy, and they went on picnics, and I'm sure they had a bike with a basket. <laughs> I love it. And, and some now, stinky and, cheese and, and, when you, and when you rent <laughs> bikes now yeah. at certain places, you know, bigger places and more, um, you know, tourist cities, you can rent a basket that just clips on. Yeah. It's one of the accessories. Yeah. Well, in Paris, <laughs> the baskets are already They're all already on all the bike. There. All the bikes come with all the basket. All the bikes. It's so funny. Because you just never know. So anyway, when you so, need a loaf of bread and a bottle of... 
wine and some wine. stinky cheese. Yes. So, she's married to Serge. No, Serge. Sergio, okay, sorry. sorry. I knew Serge, Serge Gainsbourg. Yes. Yeah, and they have the daughter, Charlotte. Charlotte yes. Yeah. I don't know. Jane has got to be in her 70s. Uh, 71. But, but Hermes, yes. they, she was so iconic, like in the 60s and 70s, they named their Birkin bag, bag after, after her. her. They did, which are still... Bloody hell. They're a good investment. Oh, she, oh, I think I read an interview where she has two. Huh. She got one when they were first made. Mm-hmm. And then she doesn't see any reason to buy keep buying new bags. It's perfectly good. Isn't that That lovely? is such a great sensibility. That is a great mm-hmm. sensibility. I like that a lot. I saw this everywhere when I was in Paris. There were so many billboards for Ralph Lauren's 50th anniversary, this documentary. That HBO is doing. Yes. First of all, have you, you know, we've seen, we've gone to the ranch with him and his lovely family. And, you know, he lives where Tom Cruise used to live. Crested and Telluride? Or Telluride, thank Telluride. you. Yes, he has a ranch around the corner. Um, and we've been, I think Oprah took us there, actually, Lori. I think so. I think Vogue yep, has taken Vogue us there. Vogue and we've Oprah done, have mm-hmm. taken us there. I think he's a lovely person. Well, I think so, too. So. I think his brand, I love I love. I mean, they had a huge polo and Ralph Lauren. I just do. I always they had have. a huge Ralph Lauren billboard, like right across from Galleries Lafayette on this other big building on the Seine. I mean, with this thing. So Susan Lacey, the director of the Jane Fonda and Five Acts, that HBO right. doctor document. She's uh, this is um, she's what doing this do? one too. And Graydon yep. Carter, who's produced movies on uh, Johnny. Agnelli, Robert F. Evans, and Nora Ephron is also involved. And it's a work in, I guess it's coming out, but it's been under wraps. But anyway, people got a sneak peek at the Hamptons International Film Festival. So that's going to be the other... The other a lot of fashion news today. Oh, I so know. I'm very surprised. I know. What did we talk? Donnie about? posted the three boobed ladies that yes. were sent down the runway in Milan. Yeah, my boys neither responded. I sent. Uh, I said good morning from the three. Yeah, and with a picture of that. Yeah. Nothing. Well, that means they're busy. With <laughs> Wait, college. is that what it means? <laughs> with college projects, and is they don't it? have time to get sucked in. To their mo- crazy mom stuff. Uh, yeah, they're ignoring you. Yeah, they're ignoring I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until I know. they need money next week <laughs> or right. No, we already touched base over something like that. All right, okay. so uh, we, we didn't talk about this the other day, and I think this is really cool because this is one of the albums that we had. The Beatles' White Album, their 50th anniversary album. deluxe album is coming out. And what's so cool about this is um, on November 9th, mm. It is going to be re-released, and it's been re-mixed. Um, so it represents the first time the album has been remixed in 50 years and presented with additional demos and session recordings um, that you've never heard before. It's set six CDs and a Blu-ray disc. Do I, I'm going to say, do you ever remember when I worked at the Twin Cities Reader and for Cheapo Records? I, it was back when typesetting was happening and people would cut out the letters for t- over 20,000 di- discs and it said dicks. Oh, <laughs> oops. There's a full page ad. Yeah, I had to really <laughs> make good, do a make Over 10,000 dicks in store right now. No. <laughs> over 10,000 dicks on sale. <laughs> and Melanie was the person who was in charge of it. She was really cool, but yeah. it said, did said dicks. Yeah. Wow. That oops. was a little embarrassing. So I digress. But anyway, this album sounds really great. I love the the album. The real name of the album is Mm -mm. The Beatles. 
Oh, it was the very first album yeah. on their own label. Yeah. On Apple, yeah. It was mm-hmm. never called the White Album. That was just a nickname. Yeah. Like officially, it's the Beatles. You're right, Donnie, but it was, yeah, yeah I, I love. I know it. All right. Anywho, it's time for You Know What. You know when I listened to that album for the very first time? On the trip with the two girlfriends to Europe, we're about to be sophomores in college. That's when we meet these French boys. We go to their fancy apartment. They put the record on. And then we smoked hash and just laid wow. down on big pillows. This is a confessions. <laughs> no, and used the album for the needle, you know, where yeah, you yeah. put that on. And then, you know, and I was just like, I was like, oh my God, this is the most amazing music ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just like oh, yeah. laid there in like a stupor hash for three no hours. Wow. Yeah. That was the year Midnight Express came out where the guy got busted for yeah, the Yeah, well, we weren't traveling with it. We just happened to you meet some nice Parisian boys. That was well, a good confession. What, what do you got, got left? 19. I've what got, do you got left? I've got at least two more stories. All right. <laughs> All right, listen, we'll be right back. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, girls. How are you? Hi, we're good. Good, good. Bill Cosby is the story of the day yet again. So now Mm -hmm. it is official. After the second day of a sentencing hearing, Bill Cosby was sentenced to three to ten years in prison for this 2004 sexual assault. And the judge classified him as a sexually violent predator. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, with that designation, 81-year-old Bill Cosby will have to undergo lifetime counseling and will be listed on a sex offender registry. Um, he has said, Bill Cosby, that he is legally blind. He has maintained his innocence. A jury disagreed. A jury convicted him in April. And Judge O'Neill also denied Bill Cosby's lawyers' request that their client would remain free on bail pending an appeal. Instead, uh, Bill Cosby is headed straight for a prison cell. He handed over his watch and other belongings in the courtroom before being led away in handcuffs. His mugshot has since been made public. Oh, it just looks... It's terrible. Sad. He's just... I I don't think he expected this. Yep, I don't think so either. I really think he thought he would get police arrest because when he got to the courthouse, he was like smiling. Yeah, I know. but his daughters weren't with him and his wife wasn't no, with him. No, and she's been with him the he whole time. He had two publicists, attorney, and I think one friend. Yeah. That was it. Uh, accusers, celebrities, and all sorts of media members have been reacting to the sentencing. Um, and a lot of tweets coming out from other celebrities. Uh, gosh, what did I see? Amber Tamblin was just saying, you know, like, essentially... He gets three to ten years, and women have been living with this for 40 years. Well, you can't bitch yeah. about just something. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest-growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
finally happening. I mean, is this a- it's not fair and it's never going to be fair. No, I mean, that's the that is the tragedy of justice is that it's I mean, just because someone is punished for a crime doesn't mean that it makes up for what happened to the victim. No, right. It, it just doesn't. And particularly in sexual assault cases, it is just never going to be even. Right. Um, and again, you'll remember it took 60 plus accusers. Yeah. To finally make this happen. I mean, 60. Well, you know, that's, well, it's, it's very hard. Well, Julia shared a story I, yesterday and Pad Malashki just shared a story. It's not easy. Everyone has, oh, I didn't like with this Christine Ford cat. Why didn't she speak up sooner? If it happened a long time ago, yeah. kids will be kids. Boys will be boys. It's BS. When people are assaulted or molested or fiddled with in whatever or rape, it's not. People don't shout it from the rooftop. No, you're you're afraid and you're ashamed and it's embarrassing and it's awful. Yeah, it absolutely is. There were dozens of accusers who were um, in the courtroom. It was absolutely packed. Janice Dickinson was nearly booted from the courtroom because she was loudly laughing during a break in the proceedings. Well, you can't mess around in the courtroom. No, you can't. No, you can't. Listen, that is serious business. Bill Cosby had been free on one million dollars bail since his arrest in December of 2015. Mm. Um, And he, in his mugshot, he's wearing a white shirt, red suspenders, looking down. Yeah. It's a real... um, I I hope someone in... uh, He's got the money. They got to... All I know is just from TV. He's got to pay some gang member to take care of him. And... um, (laughs) No, it's true. To take care of him. I was just thinking... Because he gave that one... he He did that one thing... Pull up your pants," he said to all the black. Oh guys. yeah, he pull did. up your pants, put on your belts. This, you know, this you disgrace was, the community or something. Well, and that I mean, what a what a just a shining example of just disgusting hypocrisy. Yeah, of how he felt that he, his position was to just shame every black man in America for not living up to his standards. Yeah. and look at what he was doing. Yeah, I, I mean, give me a break, yeah, right? Right. Ugh. That's the Bill Cosby situation. So um, let's move on to a couple okay. of our stories. Uh, right. We can talk about um, Brandon Jenner. His wife, Leah, has filed for divorce after six years of marriage. So we kind of knew that, that was coming. Uh, we we kind of knew, knew that. that. We knew that one was coming. Yeah. Also, another Kardashian news. Um, the Kardashians have bought a fabulous mansion uh, in the Coachella Valley area near Palm Springs. It's a seven-bedroom, 11,000-square-foot property uh, in La Quinta's Madison Club. It went for $12 million. They, she probably, they have so much money, she just bought they it did. for Coachella. That's yeah. it. Oh, I'm sure they just did, Lord. Just for a place to stay. I know. Boy, was <laughs> wow. I just looking. I just rented yep. a place in um, in Indio, so near Coachella, mm-hmm. for my sister's bachelorette party. Yeah. And holy buckets, is it so fun to look at the amazing places that you can rent. Yeah. And oh if my. you don't rent them during Coachella, it's actually quite reasonable. Yes. Well, wait, are you going to Coachella? <laughs> no, we're going in January for oh. our bachelorette party. So we're going with like a bunch of girls. But these places are basically like yeah. they do like little Airbnbs throughout the year. And then they cash in huge over Coachella. Yep. And then but if you're not going during Coachella, I mean, you can sleep like tons of people and the, they have pools and mm-hmm. all this stuff. It's really amazing. 
This one. But do you like seeing in Indio yeah, versus, versus Palm, Palm Springs? Springs? Well, we're going to stay in Indio because we have a ton of girls. Oh, okay. And okay. Palm Springs cannot accommodate that many people. And we are going to like do fun things like bring a chef in and hang at the oh pool. Oh my gosh, and how so fun. it'll be a little different. Listen, I mean, bachelorette parties are like a whole production. They're like I know a they wedding are. in and of itself. And I am happy to be a part of it. Yeah. I, well, I would, I'd like to be invited. It's going to be so fun. I think it sounds like fun. I will be the oldest person at this party and I will not even care. No, I'll why would you? I'll probably be the most fun. Yeah. I'm Thank sure you. you're going to be the most fun. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, Nicki Minaj kept her promise to give Jeffrey Owens uh, $25,000 and he donated it to charity. Speaking of the Cosby show, he has taken the money. He was, of course... Um, he was shamed online after a customer took a photo of him working at Trader Joe's and Nicki Minaj, her team recently reached out and lived up to the promise to send a check to him. And she vowed to do this in response for people attempting to shame him with a photo of him working at the And then he store. turns around and gives it away? Yep. Oh yeah. my gosh, what a He guy. donated it to the Actors Fund in memory of the late, great Earl Hyman who played Bill Cosby's father, Russell, on The Cosby Show. Uh, because he lived his last many years and died at the Actors Home, oh. which is funded and run by the Actors Fund. Oh, and then amazing. he said, I'm extremely grateful. This is what Jeffrey Owen said. I'm extremely grateful to Nicki Minaj for enabling struggling actors to continue pursuing their dreams. Oh, and mm-hmm. then she said she was so happy to be part of it, too. And he has gotten a wave of a job offer since that photo surfaced. The most significant is that Tyler Perry wants him to do 10 episodes of The Haves and The Have Nots. I know it. I there love that. Which great. I kind of want to watch that show. I always see the promos on own and it looks very fun yeah yeah it does all right elizabeth that was thank good you, thank elizabeth. you so much thanks girls all right we'll uh, talk to you tomorrow when we come back it is uh time for the study of dove we're going to find out what's happening out there in traffic land Holly is going to tell us. Always so exciting. Well, there's some stuff happening 94 westbound up in Maple Grove. The left lane is blocked. Uh Okay. All right. So I loved this one so much. Just the headline alone. Tell me. um, From now, this is from, let me, this is from the University of Edinburgh. Edinburgh? Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Barrow. There's a barrow. Not a barrow. Barrow. Edinburgh. 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 Okay. <laughs> Give me the bar. I'm going to add a bar. Okay. So here's the research. Okay. Old people wander off topics in conversations because they're easily distracted and find it harder to bring up relevant information. But hold it right there. That is a misleading (laughs) headline. Oh, my gosh. Hold it right there because that seems like, oh, people, everyone, you know, that's like the thing you want to say, like somebody older. And here's what they did. So when I had to wade through 10 pages of research. Oh, gosh. I've condensed it. Oh, you're so good at these studies, Lorraine. Okay. So the age of the people that they studied were Mm -hmm. 18 to 80 years old. Nice mix, right? Yeah, big, big age. Okay, and he, but here's what they found out. As people age, they have more information stored in their brains, but find it difficult to choose which bits to share with others in order to avoid unnecessary detail. And So um, we kind of go through a filing system in our brain to, to get the right file out. That's the only reason we're, they're deviating off topic. It's just that they know so much and they don't want to give the unnecessary details. We are so smart. We are so full of wisdom <laughs> and knowledge. Amen, sister. Yeah, and those more likely to wander <laughs> tended to be more knowledgeable and older. 
but they were less skilled at selecting the most relevant parts of their wisdom <laughs> to use. But the lead professor, uh, a research guy, said, but all ages get distracted by irrelevant thoughts from time to time when you are speaking out loud. It, interesting. That's interesting because what a lot of people will do when you're speaking aloud is not look at you mm-hmm. and try. You can see them referencing in their brain yeah. when they're trying to work harder in their brain to to get information. Yeah. That's interesting because I know some people that do that. Yeah. And um, also, I mean, I wish they do the study on why some people just can't tell a story at all. I mean, I hate when people just put in so many extra you know, I get it. People just don't know how to edit, Lori. They yeah. don't. I, I guess sometimes don't think I know how to edit. Okay. Well, well everybody. I guess everyone. <laughs> well, we're talking out loud. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, that was been nice. a few stories that, that wandered. Wow. <laughs> wow. Thanks for the vote of confidence. So it seems like a duh thing, but it's really not for the reason that you think. Because during when you're speaking, each person is planning and monitoring what they're going to say to make sure it's relevant, known as mo- maintaining coherence during a speech. Some people have a harder time with that than others. Yes. So, But um, some, just another side thing from this study is that um, almost two-thirds of older people claim they're happier than they've ever been. 63% of people over the age of 70 feel more content than at any other point in their lives. And we did know, we learned about that long-term yes, happiness study that was done ago. like for 30 years, followed all these people, and that the peak of happiness, you're happy when you're a kid if you have basic stuff. Yep. And then the hard years, though, are, you know, whenever the adolescent. Yep. And then 20s, 30, but that... Now, it's not true if people have kids older, but the peak of happiness starts at 50 mm-hmm. and just keeps going up it keeps until going your up. body fails you. The peak of happiness being 85, which is the yeah. age which most people's bodies fail. And every mm-hmm. year people get happier. But this study was just, Yay. yeah, yeah. So, and the number one reason why older people are happier they worry less. Well, I was just going to say because they don't give a bloody bleep. You, you worry less and you have more time for personal activities. So, and not caring what other people think is mm-hmm. huge. That so, is huge. Yeah. And what, you know, regular physical exercise, seeing friends and family, mental exercises. So, learn something new, listen yeah, to our show. It's, it, you know, and I feel like that's the number one thing that we do hear from people is like, you know, you guys are our friends on the radio. Mm hmm. And we're good company. Yeah. And people are not that, but people are lonely and people are maybe separated from their family Mm -hmm. or in the situation where they're empty nesters or whatever. They didn't have kids or they're not in a thing right now. Or or they want, they have a long drive. Yeah. They have a long drive, but whatever. Yes. Anyway, so that is that study. Okay. Very good. Have you ever wondered? Let's all try. Do you ever wonder why? Um, it doesn't get wonder. dark each time you blink. Never crossed my mind. Right, Sarah. Okay. She's trying. But you, we blink on average every five seconds, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it never goes dark, even though we're blinking. So our eyes are technically shut. Now, this is something like a five-year-old would <laughs> Oh, wonder. my gosh. But we have, we have so science. when I blink, why can I still see? Um, yeah, because it's so fast. It's like a shutter on a camera. Well, you think that you might know that, but let's see if the oh, study okay. says that. If All this right. is the duh, maybe you do know it because we do blink every five seconds. But so fast. It's to keep our eyes moist. Yes. 
but everything around us is clear and constant. It's not like we have a little eye shade coming down and we can't see for a second. Okay? Because we are shutting the light from our retinas. Mm-hmm. When love- we blink. Okay? When we blink, we're shutting the light. Okay? So scientists have, have spoken, have solved <laughs> a long-standing mystery. I can't even believe that it's been long-standing. But <laughs> oh, okay. Julia, ask okay. any, any kid. Okay. There are kids that have asked their moms this or their dads. I just know it. So researchers have now found a region in the brain that they believe provides a picture of our surroundings while our eyes are closed for that brief second. And it remembers what we've seen and it just overlays the image onto the dark patches during blinks to create the continual image. And this region, which is involved in our short-term memory, allows us to maintain a stable idea of what's around us, despite the fact we're basically shutting off our vision every five seconds. <laughs> and this is from an international team of research, including scientists from NYU, and they were investigating the medial prefrontal cortex. Oh, that. Yeah. And they, they, they They've just come up with they, this. Yeah. They just said, thing. that's it. So okay. it's apparently baffled scientists for, for years. A long time. For years. And years, and uh, the cerebral cortex, if you're wondering, it comes from the Latin word bark. Uh, what? <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. Bark? Yeah. <laughs> I know. As in tree bark? Yes, I guess. Oh, yes. I guess. Protective covering. Anyway, uh-huh. uh, I just thought that was kind of, I thought, you know, I Food never wondered. That. I never wondered that I've either. never wondered that once. But why does it, I thought, why doesn't it get dark every damn time we blink? Well, now we know. Now we know. We have a place. We've already taken a picture in our brain. Yeah. Kind of cool, it. right? Yeah. All right. It is kind of cool. Okay. Now, um, moving on. Moving on. Now, this, I think, is very, very interesting, especially in the times we are living in today. Okay. Scientists have discovered the link uh, that it's interesting. It's very, okay, very interesting. Really, she has a okay. Brain. No, but for years, scientists <laughs> have suggested that women, because of... The way our brains, even though there's no physical difference, we learned that last week, that yes, the we brains did. are unisex. Yes, they are. But we use right and left brain differently. Yes. Okay, yes. but and for years, science has suggested that women, the ladies, are terrible at reading maps than guys. I disagree on average, 100% okay? about this. And a, a best-selling popular science fiction book a few years ago was Why Men Don't Listen and Women Can't Read Maps. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, listen to this. Science has figured out women are as good at reading maps as dudes, but only in the countries with greater gender equality. Okay, come on. How do you know that? Women in the UK. The road signs are in pink. No, women in the UK and the US are better navigators than less advanced countries where women might not drive as much. I know, that's That's why it's duh. That is a duh. Well, Julia, I was just waiting for that. Okay. (laughs) That is such a duh. If you don't drive your car, you don't have to pay attention in a car. That's right. But they looked at over a half a million people in 57 countries. um, And the idea is still true. Women are still worse overall than men at navigation. But that's only because of these other countries that are lagging behind. So they're bringing us down. Yeah. So... Anyway, and of course, here's the real duh and the thing. It often um, um, 
looking at maps worsens in Alzheimer's patients. I mean, well, no kidding. Hello. What does that mean? Well, like if you have you Alzheimer's, can't you can't it. read a map so well. Well, yeah, you might not remember what you just read. Okay, this okay. is the dumbest study right now. I'm having like hives. It's so bad. Who did this study? Finland. I want to talk Finland. about Finland. Finland. Oh. Finland's the best. <laughs> no, Finland didn't do it. Finland oh. is the is the best. Women reading the maps. Then Denmark. Then New Zealand. U.S. is six. So anyway. we've got more more area to cover. Huh? We've got more area to cover. Yeah, yeah, I know. So anyway, so that like, was really why the would it, one. Think of how easy it is to follow a map in New Zealand. You take road A, <laughs> and it connects with road B, it's 200 miles this way, and then you've got C. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a little different. Yeah. I know, I know. Driving in the U.S. than it is some of those other countries. Well, I just, it was a does study, but it, yet it did involve a half a million people in 57 countries to get to what we probably could have written ourselves yes but still all the same i've got to share it all right well, otherwise Lori, it would have been the study of death <laughs> you know what i'm saying Jones. that was i'm just thinking wait wow. till you see what i've picked out for next week i've oh. still got some more reading today <laughs> oh, oh no. i can't wait for the 10 page study on um let's see how people Duh. how we blink yeah how, how come you can still see Listen, when you blink i know there's like a 10 year old who thought that was awesome and they know that and so there send you us go. a note that 10 year old <laughs> we want to have you on to tell auntie Lori how awesome that was <laughs> all right fine we'll be right back with our favorite headlines of the day sing it pink oh that's so good i love that song oh i was listening to some pink yeah she's so pink. good okay uh favorite headline today it's mostly so we could just say why Duncan <laughs> is officially dropping donuts from its name and the internet is officially losing its mind. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> donuts have, do they just have too much of a bad rap that Duncan can't? Because Duncan now has A food, lot of coffee. Uh, but they have coffee. Yeah. They also have food. Didn't they remember what happened to the eye? Uh, yeah. what, what, that, what was that place? I hop. I hop. Oh no, yeah. Lori, it was brilliant for them. Yeah, I guess. The I hop changed it to iBurger for a day or yeah. whatever. And they were, their sales went up incredible. Yeah. Well, because be, now people remember that they have burgers. Y- yeah. All right. So we're just going to, what are you going to Dunkin' Dunkin'? Well, I, that's what people are saying. Is, well, donuts have a bad rap, um, but they shouldn't because donuts are all the rage at the same time. Remember when Boston Chicken became Boston Market? Yes. Mm-hmm. I loved Boston yeah. Chicken. Well, why they added meatloaf, so. Yeah. I, why couldn't they put one of those on the west, <laughs> on my side of town? I loved yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I love their mashed potatoes and corn and meatloaf all mixed together. Yummy, yummy. Yeah. Well, I'm a mixer. Right now, 70% of people on a poll I just took are okay. saying, why? Yeah, exactly. Why Duncan? Yeah. Duncan? Well, I think it's because donuts get a bad rap. Is Burger Bagel going to change their things to just burgers? burgers. <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> I bet 68 years they've been Dunkin' Donuts. They probably have done... just a stunt, isn't it? But they've done research on it. 68 years with a brand is a long, long time. Well, you know what it is, is they're adding in more lunches and some other things. Why not do Dunkin' Donuts and more? Here's one guy. Dunkin' Donuts changing its name is like your high school friend, Christine, coming back from college and saying, like, everybody just calls me Chris now with a K. (laughs) (laughs) all right what are their headlines we got all right well dancing with the stars returned last night and uh the two high scorers were uh tanisha and brandon armstrong 
Do you know who that is? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. And also Demarcus Ware and Lindsay Arnold, they had the highest scores. Yeah, Tanache is a singer. Tanache. Tanache. Okay, and Mary Lou Retton no, actually. Tanache, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're, you're she right. did pretty good, Mary Lou Retton. But right? the one the one who was really funny and very high octane, Bobby Bones. Who's who a, is he? He's a radio host. Oh, he's the Ryan Seacrest of country radio. Yes. Okay. Okay. And um, he did a jive, but the most inspiring was the Paralympic medalist who danced this beautiful foxtrot to rise up despite the fact oh, she's completely song. blind. It's amazing. And a Paralympic. Yes. Mm. Oh my gosh. People and are she, amazing. She, she can see like bright lights, but like she started at the top of the stairs. Mm. And she, you know, and she explained in the package how she feels how his legs are positioned and his arms. But I mean, this waltz was beautiful in that song, Rise Up. I love that, Anna. And then the judges were really mean to Grocery Joe, you were saying. Yeah, low score. Bitter Bettys. Why were they so mean to him? (laughs) And they even did, he did a quick step to the fish out of water, and I even kind of liked it that he was doing the grocery cart move Do you know how hard the quick step is? That's like the hardest thing. So he got screwed in all ways. Yeah, they they gave him a 14, they scolded him and everything else. I just thought for the first night, and then of course the really, you know, that hot guy that got the high score, DeMarcus, where this NFL... He did a fiery cha-cha, and he looks like he's been, da- like he was born to dance. His football players do well. They really do. All right. Anyway, so I like having that on the damn DVR, so I can speed forward through the stuff. Well, right. Mine yeah. didn't even. Mine didn't even. Yeah. Okay. It. it decided. <laughs> I, you're done with this. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is going to star in a gender-flipped high-fidelity series for the new Disney streaming service. So, I'm that's so a John confused. C- John Cusack. I remember High Fidelity, okay. the movie, but it's going to be a series? It's going to be just a TV series, and she'll play the John Cusack exactly. character. Okay. Yeah, the record store. Yeah. yeah. I like I like it. Let's see if the young kids remember, you know, like what a record store is. Good movie. Jack Black was in that. Yes. yes. That was a great movie. That was a great mm-hmm. movie. All right, let's talk about the Veronica Mars revival. Jason Doring, Francis Capra, Percy Daggs III will return. We're very excited. We're very excited. That's Logan Weevil and Wallace for people who are Veronica Mars fans. Very excited about this. Yeah, this is really. I'm. I'm excited too about this. I'm very glad they're making it. Uh, Mark Cherry, who brought us, of course, Desperate Housewives, yes. he's going to bring us a dark comedy to CBS, the All Access, which you pay for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Why Women Kill. Really? Yes. Because they're mad. Yeah, because they're mad. Yeah, We've had it. Because they're damn the mad. Yeah. We've had it. But he does do well with the dark comedy. I mean, remember his uh, oh, yeah. one that Susan Lucci was in? Oh, yeah. The Maids? Oh, we love that. Yeah. Everything gets canceled. I know it. Yeah. Uh, right. Mel Gibson is going to direct and co-write a remake of The Wild Bunch. I'm going to have to ask Casey about this. Yeah. This is yeah, one of Casey's favorite I'm gonna movies. I'm going to be honest with you, though. He makes good movies. Mel Gibson. Well, he, that is it. But this, this, like, this Sam... Sam no, Peckinpah. It's... Extremely violent. 
Very violent. Yeah. 1969 69, original. Yeah. It's considered the zenith, the epic movie of Sam Peckinpah, who mm-hmm. also did Straw Dogs and The Getaway. I'm going to ask Casey what he thinks. Movies. Violent criminal movies, Julia. That's why. Oh, Straw that's Dogs why I have got no very desire. violent. Very action, very macho-fueled. Right. And it's these aging outlaws trying to outlive the final days. Well, remember, we? what was the other one? Didn't somebody else just do The Wild Bunch or The no, Seven? We're waiting for seven. it. No, The Magnificent Seven. And it was a huge bomb. It couldn't yeah. compare to the original. No. So, no. but yes, Mel does know how to make movies. He does know how to make movies. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Doria Ragland wants a pied a terre in London, especially when the grandkids come. Why that's, can't she just stay in Kensington Palace? Sussex. Sussex. Why can't she just have a, a little wing in the Kensington Palace? Do you know how big that is? Maybe she doesn't want to. Maybe, maybe yeah, she maybe wants she, freedom and she doesn't want to have to have she, all the rules. And she maybe, wants to wear pants and, and maybe, cross her legs well, her own she way. she can wear pants and I cross know. her legs. I think she wants a pied a terre, which is like so fun to say. I, I know. You just it's wanted a, to say that. It's a, a little, little apartment. apartment. Oh, okay. doesn't necessarily mean it would be little, but it's yeah. like, it's not your main place that you live. It's a place that you have in the city. Uh, I think she wants it so her daughter can escape. I think that's brilliant, Lord. The palace. Yep. And come over and get away. Watch TV and put her feet up on an ottoman mm-hmm. and be comfortable. Mm-hmm. I love it. Make some ramen. I love it. Grate some cheese. Have an apple. <laughs> <laughs> Things that aren't allowed in the palace. Right. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a good night, everybody.